Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to 10 of meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in the book of Romans 12. We're going to be talking about a living sacrifice. We're going to be talking about uh, gifts of grace. And what it is to be a true Christian. These are things we're going to cover today in this chapter. So as we start, we're going to go into Romans 12 and 1, and it reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Do we present ourselves as a living sacrifice? How do you present yourself as a living sacrifice? And it says, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Your spiritual worship is based on your living sacrifice. Right? And then your sacrifice has to be holy and acceptable to God. We have to love God with all our mind, body, and soul. Right? Mm -hmm. So, as we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, because the sacrificial lamb has already been given. The sacrificial lamb is sacrificed dead. But God tells us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Why living and not dead like everything else? Because Jesus has already been that sacrifice and he has conquered death. Yes. So we, never, we no longer have to be a dead sacrifice. That's right. You see? 
-hmm. Now all we have to do is live for God. And the sacrifice is giving your life over to God. Mm -hmm. And allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. And this is how you become the living sacrifice. And this is your spiritual worship, which in turn is acceptable and holy to God. Right. Let me know if I'm going too fast. Because <laughs> I see everybody right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Two says, do not be conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. Now, being conformed to this world means do not be of the world and do not be doing worldly things. Right? right? Now, we all know we have to live in this world. We're here. That's right. And we have to live and do our daily lives and, and whatnot. But we don't have to do what the world does. Now, what is it that the world does that we can't do? That we don't be conformed? Now, when we are not being conformed to the world, that means we're not being shaped and molded into what the world is. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Because we're supposed to be shaped and molded into what God wants us to be. So, that's contrary to what the world is. Now we have to live here in the world, but we don't have to do what the world does. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what do you draw the line between what the world is doing and what we're supposed to be doing? We are supposed to be doing according to Scripture. Right. We live in the world and we can do worldly things as long as it doesn't conflict with Scripture. Mm -hmm. When it conflicts with Scripture, that's when you have a problem. Right. Outside of Scripture, it's worldly things. You see? Mm -hmm. And to this, we say, do not be conformed. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, for you to do what God asks you to do, your mind has to be transformed. Because if your mind is transformed, then you will only do <laughs> what your mind is telling you to do. A lot of times you have your you know, you you think, and you say, well, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go do that. Well, you're only going to do what your mind tells you to do. Right? Right. But this is why, so, and that's good or bad. You're going to do whatever your mind tells you to do. Sometimes your mind don't tell you to do nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't even make up your mind. Mm -hmm. Right now. Right? Right. Right. I can't make up my mind which way to go. All right. What to do? 
So the first thing you do is renew your mind. It says you have to be transformed from your mind being renewed. You have to think differently. You see? Your thought process has to be changed. The Bible says that where the man thinketh he is. Right? So, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. So when you get tested, you will know because you will be able to discern. You can't discern without your mind. Discerning something means you have to think. You see, so if you have to think, and that's where your discern comes from, you have to renew your mind so you can see God. Mm. Otherwise, your brain is clouded. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. Because you won't know the will of God if you don't renew your mind towards God. You renew your mind towards God and then you will be thinking on a godly level. Right. In a spiritual way. You see? Yeah. But if you don't renew your mind, you're all over the place. Right. The whole point of you renewing your mind is because your mind isn't right the first time. Right. That's what renew means. Right. It says that by testing, you may discern. Now, by testing, you may discern. Here's the thing. You want to change your life. You need to change your mind. You want new levels in your life. You can't get to those new levels if you don't discern the old level. All right. All right. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to be up here, but your mind is down here. Right. You can't be on a spiritual level if your mindset is way down here in the natural. Right. And what is good and acceptable and perfect? You won't be able to discern any of those things. You won't be able to discern the will of God. So every time He tests you, you'll fail. And every time you fail, you get retested. And every time you get retested, you fail. <laughs> and you keep wondering why I'm going over the same thing. Why I'm dealing with the same type of circumstance. While I'm dealing with the same type of people. Why, can't, why am I still dealing with the same kind of man? Why am I still dealing with the same kind of woman? Mm -hmm. Nothing's changing in my life. Right, right. Because you, didn't, you keep failing. Because you can't discern the things that's in your life. But all you do, you want change, but you don't know how to discern when you need to change. 
you don't know how to discern what to change. You don't know what to change, so you don't change anything. And you keep going in a circle. That's why the world calls it the circle of life. And they think it's called the circle of life because everything goes full circle. Everything don't go full circle. When you're in Christ, it doesn't go full circle. It just goes up. But you keep going around and around and around because you're going by the world standards. And you won't renew your mind. Your mindset is still set. That's why they call it a mindset. Because it's still sitting there. Right? It's not called a mind growth. It's called a mindset. It's a certain way your mind is set and you ain't changing. Three says, For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than he ought to think. Don't think of yourself as more than you are. Right? Why not? It says, but to think with sober judgment, each according to his measure of faith that God has assigned. Now, you can't get on this level if your mind is not renewed. Right. Without a renewed mind, you will think highly of yourself. Right. Then you ought to think. That you ought to think. Now this is not telling you not to think highly of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's telling you not to think highly of yourself more than you ought to think. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, the word says more highly. Now you, it's a certain level you can go to because you are who you are, and you can do what you can do. But don't go no higher than that. Then you ought. It says, but think with sober judgment, each according to his measure of faith. That God has assigned. God assigned you a certain measure of faith, and He's and you should know your ability according to your mind being renewed. So your mind is renewed, and you understand where you are and who you are in Christ. You know your limits, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you true to yourself about your limits. For example, you're just not going to go to the beach and walk on water. You're going to drown. <laughs> you're going to fall in and you ain't going to come back. <laughs> right? Right. Be truthful to yourself. Don't think highly as you you as you ought to think. <laughs> think you can get out there and walk on water and go into the deep end. Stay on the shallow end and tread. Tread the water. Oh. 
So each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. You have a measure of faith. Know where your faith is. Know where it lies. Know your purpose. Understanding your limitations. Know what you need to work on. you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Four says, for as in one body, we have many members. And the members do not all have the same function. This is one hard thing for people to understand in the body of Christ. That there is one body mm -hmm. with many members. Right. So it's not talking about just people. Mm -hmm. It's talking about different denominations. Mm -hmm. Okay? Different types of people in Christ. Mm -hmm. You have all these different members. Because every member does something different. Your arms can't do what your feet do, and your feet can't do what your neck do. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So don't expect the feet to be the neck. Mm -hmm. Don't expect your hands to be your elbow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Now, in understanding that, you got to understand that God put different denominations in place. He know they all there. Right. He know what the man was going to do. There is not one denomination in this world that has it right. All of it. Mm -hmm. But there's something good in all of them. Mm -hmm. The ones that follow Christ. And you have to take them for who they are and what they are. Because God is coming back for His church. And not His denomination. For God doesn't have a denomination. Right? Right. right. And we, we, we see all of these titles and all of these names. And God told us to be holy. He didn't tell us to be Protestant. He didn't tell us to be Baptist. He didn't tell us to be Church of God in Christ. He didn't tell us to be Catholic. He told us to be holy. Which means he's going to come back for his church. And all of those people in those different denominations is going to be, some of those people in those denominations are going to fit in his category of holy. Right. Not all. So we can't hate on the denominations. Right. Everybody has a function. Five says, so we, though many, are one body in Christ. So now, even though we have different functions, we're all working under the same umbrella. Because mm -hmm. even though in this body there are different functions, they're still working in the same body. Right? 
we the we so we the many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. So because we are all we have different functions in this body, but we are all one in this body, that means we are all brothers and sisters to one another. Six says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. A lot of times you don't see people using their gifts. And then a lot of times you see a, people that are misusing their gifts. Mm -hmm. Right? So this still comes from, now whether you're not using your gift, or misusing your gift, this comes from not having your mind renewed. Everything is going to go back to that. Mm. Because you forget why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's for the glory of God. That's right. You don't prophesy for yourself to be seen. You prophesy to the glory of God. Because God has you to say something to someone That's right. about something in their life. Right? Right. It could be someone, it could be a body of people. Right. You interpret dreams, mm -hmm. not for yourself, but for the body of Christ. Right. So the whole body can function like an old machine. And having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. It's some people that got gifts and don't get to use them in the church. And because they don't get to use them in the church, the church is suffering. Because God sent them there so they can use them because that church was lacking that gift. But now it's just sitting on the bench. And the church is lacking whatever spiritual gift that God gave that person that is not going forth. Mm -hmm. The whole church is suffering for it. Yeah. You see? Yeah. It says, if prophecy and portion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, and you get all of these gifts, so you might have the serving and you might have the prophecy but you don't have any teaching in the church mm -hmm. but you have a teacher there mm -hmm. but he's not teaching right right the one who exhorts mm -hmm. you got praise and worshiper there but there's no praise and worship going forth because mm -hmm. you don't like that individual Praise and worship is just sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. And praise and worship is not going forth in the church. And because of all of the other things are going well, mm -hmm. your praise and worship is suffering. Mm -hmm. But because everything else is going well, you believe the church is doing good. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. The one who contributes 
and generosity. You got somebody who loves giving. But the church don't want you to give. Mm. The church just wants to get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. We don't give, but we get. Mm -hmm. Let them get. Bring to us. Mm -hmm. We don't mm -hmm. stop trying to give out everything. Right. <laughs> you got a giver in the church that will bless the church. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to give. You just want to get. Mm -hmm. The church suffers from giving. You ever see stingy people in the church? Mm -hmm. You have a church function mm -hmm. and you got food that they don't want nobody had none. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You only get one wing. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> and by the end of the function, it's a pile of food because they didn't let nobody have none. Right. That's a mess. Wow. I mean, you, we have to do better. But see, these are the things that happen when you don't allow these gifts to go forth and your mind is not renewed and the leaders that you have in place at the church don't have the Holy Spirit and their minds are not renewed. That means everything that their minds do is just sterile. And the true functions of what God has put in place in that church will not go forth. So contributions and, and generosity is not going forth. It says the one who leads with zeal. You have that person that's just ready to go. Mm -hmm. They always ready. They're ready to do anything in the church. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Mm. Sit down. Mm. You know, Pastor, I got a good idea what we can do. We can do this. We can do that. How about doing this? No, I think about it. Mm. You ever hear from them again? Right. That's how you lose people. Mm. And then they take that that gift that they have. Because it's been sitting still and you haven't been doing nothing with them. And then they go out and go to another church and that church start booming because they let them that they give flow. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to pay attention to 6 all the way down to 8. Mm -hmm. Because these are things that are supposed to flourish in the church. The gifts that are different according to giving, uh, grace given to us, prophecy, it's supposed to flow through the church. But you will hear churches say, well, I don't believe in prophecy, there ain't no more prophets. Mm -hmm. But prophecy is supposed to flow through the church. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we read in Romans, this is after Jesus has died and gone. Mm -hmm. This is now. Because you know, you always have them people, well, the prophets went out with the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It say right here, prophecy still flowing in Romans. Mm -hmm. And not only is it flowing, it's going through the church. Mm -hmm. Still. Right. It's the first thing he mentioned. <laughs> yeah. If prophecy, if service, and this is somebody serving, somebody's teaching. You got Service in the church, people who's always serving. 
You ever seen them people that's always, they just ready to serve everybody. Mm -hmm. My wife like that. She just served. Mm -hmm. Serve folks. She'd be the person in the honor. We went to, we went to a wedding. <coughs> and we was at the, uh, we was in the, uh, what is it called? The reception. She was ready to serve other people. I'm like, sit down. Because <laughs> she's just a servant. It's in our heart. You know? Yeah. These are the gifts that flow. She just want to serve. She'll throw on her apron in a minute. She don't care where it's at. <laughs> just put on her apron and start serving. Be like, who is this lady? <laughs> Exhorters, praisers, worshipers, let them exhort and praise. The one who contributes, the givers, let them give. Let them show you how to give. These people have great ideas too. Why? Because their minds are renewed and God is talking to them. And see, we as leaders need to listen to these people that God is talking to. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, okay. And use some of these ideas. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're not going to use every idea. Mm -hmm. But listen to some of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Don't make people feel helpless and useless in the church mm -hmm. right. when they come to you with ideas. God gave it to them for a reason. And you know the people that's in your church that got the Holy Spirit. You know that. Yeah. But they're the ones that get shunned the most. Which is why the churches are falling. Yeah. The ones who teaches. Let them teach. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. We can learn from everybody. And the ones that got the lead who have the zeal. Mm -hmm. And then it says, and the one who does acts of mercy. Mm -hmm. The ones who do acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Who don't come down on folks. Mm -hmm. And it seems like we always have people in the prominent places who can't stand people. Mm -hmm. Right. Who ain't going to show you no mercy? <laughs> no grace. <laughs> wow. Right? Wow. People that sit off to the side and don't talk to nobody. Them be the people you put in charge of everything. Oh, right. <laughs> she got all the food and everybody's scared to even go get it. <laughs> You know. Wow. We have to do better in the body. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ is suffering. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. 
9 says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Let all the stuff go that's evil. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Have genuine love for folks. I love them, but I don't like them, though. Oh, love them, then. How you gonna love somebody and not like them? <laughs> I like you, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta like them before you love them. So how you gonna skip like and then just love them, and, but you can't stand them? <laughs> That's why it says, let love be genuine. what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Right? Mm -hmm. Which means show honor the best way you possibly can. If you're going to show honor, go all out. It says, do not be slothful in zeal. You ever see them people? Well, I guess I will. Mm -hmm. Want to join a committee to help help for uh, to give out the gifts to the kids? I guess so. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants you. Mm -hmm. You could be looking all mad at the kids. The kids don't want to care grab the gift. <laughs> <laughs> They start crying. You ain't got time for that. You either want to help or you don't. Right. Now, listen to what is being said in these scriptures, right? Love be, let love be genuine. You know? And then he says, love one another with brotherly affection. And, and what you do is, and, and you take these scriptures that we're reading, and you put them with these scriptures that we read above. Where you see where these people like where it says the one who gives acts of mercy with cheerfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So when if you're loving one another with brotherly affection. And then it says... And then it says, outdoing one another and showing honor. This is the generosity people. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. These are the ones that are uh, showing mercy and cheerfulness. And then it says, do not be slothful in your zeal. So have zeal. And it tells you up above that, the leads with zeal. So you need these are people that you need in your church. So it's talking about... As we go down here in 11, do not be slothful in your zeal, which means you need somebody with zeal. Mm -hmm. And it says, be fervent in, in spirit. Serve the Lord. You need the service. Mm -hmm. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. These are your acts of mercy and cheerful people. People that are prophesying. Mm -hmm. Doing services in the church. 
contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Showing hospitality. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And it tells you about the people, the ones who contribute in generosity, right? Mm -hmm. So these are people that are needed. This is all, these are different people that are needed, that are function in the church because this is what's needed in the whole body of Christ. Mm -hmm. 14 says, bless those who persecute you and bless, bless and do not curse them. These are the merciful people that you need in the church. Everybody doesn't need to be persecuted. Mm -hmm. And everybody don't need to be cursed. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Mm -hmm. These are your spiritual folks. Mm -hmm. You need these things. Sixteen says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the Lord, the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Never think you know everything. Don't make all the decisions by yourself because you don't trust people. That's an issue that you have within yourself. Because we have to know that we have to trust the whole body of Christ. You got people in your church that can do these things. They need to do them. You can't do it all. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't like doing it all. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it all. Right. Right? Right. right. Being in church. That's why it's called a congregation. Right. Everybody has their part to play. Mm -hmm. But everybody has a part to do in the body of Christ and we ought to allow them to do it. Yeah. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Instead of thinking about a revenge to do against these people, mm -hmm. right. it says think before you act. Right. Which means your mind needs to be renewed mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Right? right? If possible in 18, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. The Lord says live peaceably with all. No, it don't say that. It says if possible. <laughs> Sometimes it's not possible. And then it says, and you have to use your own discernment on that, right? So far as it depends on you. 
Again, this is something you have to think. And again, you have to have your mind renewed to be able to do this. This is God's wisdom that you're using to fix these situations. And the situation that you have to fix, according to the scripture, is supposed to be the best thing for everybody. You see? Live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. And too many of us try to do that. Get in there and try to be all vengeful and wish things on people that are bad and laugh and snicker when something bad happened to them. God see all of that. Right? Leave it to God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And trust me, God can do a better job than you can. Right. Because see, your revenge is just going to be for you. When God does a vengeance, it's to help that person. You see? I had a woman come to me one time. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> I hadn't seen in years. Years. She came up to me and she was like, I have to give you this. I have to give you this. I said, What's going on? She's like, Here, take this. And she gave me an envelope, had some money in it. And I was like, Okay, thank you. And she's like, Yeah, I had to give it to you because. I've been going through so much stuff, and I was supposed to give you this a long time ago, and I and I didn't do it, and I didn't listen to God, and I was supposed to give it to you, and I didn't give it to you, and I didn't want to give it to you, and God has been beating me up ever since. This was years. And when she caught me, she gave it to me. I didn't even know what it was about. Mm -hmm. But that was between her and God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just gave her a hug and told her thank you. Because I could tell in her in her heart and in her eyes, you could just look at her and say she had been going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even ask her what. Because mm -hmm. again, that was between her and God, whatever it was. And I just gave her a hug to show her whatever it was. On my end, I'm good with it. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And that released her. And I've never and this was this happened a long time ago, but it was years, it was a like two years span between the last time I had seen her and the time I seen her. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen her since. Sometimes God will give you that one window to fix it. Right. And when you get a chance to fix it, you better fix it. Amen. Whatever it is, to this day, I still don't really understand it, but mm -hmm. it was what it was. Right. Right. 20. To the contrary, 
If your enemy is hungry, feed him. You ever gave somebody some food to hate you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Told them to sit down and eat what you hear. Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heat burning coals on his head. Because when you are nice to them and they are evil to you, you put that ball back in their court. Right. And trust me, I had to do that on many a day. <laughs> And just give it to God. It's no, it's no point in trying to get revenge and spending all of that extra time mad and hating other folks. It's too much work to do and not enough time to do it. Right. Our lifetimes and the way people are passing away right now. Oh yeah. Amen. Right. I don't have time for foolishness. I just don't. I don't have time to be mad at people. I ain't got time to hate on nobody. Mm, right. I don't. None of us really do. Amen. 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. Don't let evil overcome you. Right. Overcome. Mm -hmm. You coming and evil is over you coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. So don't be overcome. And the scripture says, overcome evil. You lead that fight. Mm -hmm. Overcome evil. And you lead that fight with good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how do I overcome evil with good? What is good in the face of evil? Well, Scripture says, nothing is good but God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you overcome evil with God. Mm -hmm. right. You see? Mm -hmm. I love when Scripture like just intertwines with itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you overcome evil with good. And the only thing good is God. So you overcome evil with God. Mm -hmm. So... By overcoming evil with God, you're showing the God in you to evil. Yeah. And when you do that, you can move mountains. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. This is a lesson and how to act in the church. Mm -hmm. How to be in the church. Right. Mm -hmm. The different 
things that you can do is using your gifts in the church and how you're supposed to let them flourish and not worry about evil things. Not worrying about evil things in the church, not worrying about evil people in the church. Right. Just stay holy. Mm -hmm. God will fix everything else. But all of this comes with you renewing your mind. Yes. Right. Renew your mind. Bring yourself to Christ. Allow Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And watch how He will transform you and renew your mind. And you will see things that you've never seen before. Amen. You will do things that you've never done before. Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for understanding what renewing our mind is all about. Allowing the gifts of the church to flow. Allowing the body of Christ to be as one. And even though it's many members to the body, we understand we are working under one cause. Father, we thank you. And we praise your name in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray and we say amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Amen. Hi. Thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.